Mm-hmm. Here we go. Gang, it's episode 69. And I know you guys want to say something. I know some of you are out there going, oh, oh. But we're just going to keep going on that. And we're going to talk about our guest real quick. So today is Brandon Kelly. You might be wondering who Brandon Kelly is. And he is an author, speaker, fitness consultant, and trainer of many different people. And he's got an incredible story. Um, He has... You know, survived this ridiculously savage motorcycle accident, and it kind of changed his life and his outlook. And and now he's here to share that outlook with you. And I caught, you know, just the the energy and the just the love coming off of this guy. Basically, when when I met him a few uh, last week or two weeks ago or something, and I was just like, you know what, I really want to just have this guy on because. Uh, you know, he just radiates a certain positivity that I think is powerful. So I think you guys will dig it if you're here for some of that. And, um, let me see, let me see. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Brandon, for coming on. I can't say it enough. Like it was really cool just to, to meet this guy. And then, you know, I can't wait to have him back on. And, um, and, you know, we just got a couple of Brandons on this one, a couple of Brandons hanging out. So I hope you guys dig it. And thank you guys for joining and listening. As always, the description has everything you need. If you want to get in touch with our guests or if you want to support the podcast in some way, shape, or form, um, or get back to us or get some feedback going, thank you guys for being a part of it. And here it is. Enjoy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I give it up to you, man. Seriously. Fucking, I give it up to you, man. I'm... <laughs> no, dude. This is... Talk about staying the course, you know? You're... And it's working. I like, mean, I'm so proud of you. Thanks, because... man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a... It's a journey, you know? It's all about the journey, like it we were is. talking about earlier. I'm just trying to enjoy every step of the way and dude. just get a little bit better, hopefully, each, each episode, each time. That's the critical part of the journey is the enjoyment. The getting better is automatic, you know? <laughs> Which I've seen, I witnessed today. That's it. Well, you think it's it is automatic. You know, I was thinking about that in the way. Well, first of all, I suppose I should welcome you to the program, so Thanks. that people understand <laughs> that this is the beginning. And yes, yeah. you've you found the right part of this podcast. That's it. Um, this I is. Drop. Uh. <laughs> I drop. Um, so thanks for coming on, man. Dude, Seriously. thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You know. But uh, yeah, it is automatic. Getting better. You know, you get. And I, I, I think that you. You should expand upon it first, is what I think. (laughs) Uh, Well, I tell a lot of people this, too. Like, whenever I give speed assignments in, like, fitness class, you know, Mm -hmm. I tell them, don't try and be fast. Focus on what you're doing. The -hmm. speed is an automatic byproduct of effective and efficient movement. So the more effective and efficient you can be, you're going to naturally speed up. But when all you think about is getting better, going faster, doing this better, you actually get worse because you're wasting time thinking about it instead of actually doing it. Mm. And yeah, that's... Yeah, go slow to go fast. Slow down to speed up. Yeah, that's, that's it. the way to go. That's exactly you know, one it. One of my favorite athletes, Conor McGregor, has that tattooed on his arm. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. The truth. And, uh, and he had a pretty meteoric rise to his... Now, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but, um, it's, still a lot. it's just, it's still like, yeah, it, I, I made that mistake, you know, in my training, 
I tried to go real fast. I tried to like make the most out of it. I think actually is what I would try to say was, mm-hmm. but by trying to make the most out of it, in some ways I ended up lose so losing much, losing like, and and having to take huge back steps for injuries and stuff. Oof. <laughs> stuff a bet pillow behind my back. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I know how that is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, you definitely know how that is more than perhaps anybody I've ever met. I mean, yeah. I actually haven't heard you tell the story in person, you know, but I read through your pamphlet and, you know, I understand what happened you yeah. know, to an extent. And it sounds like you have had like one of the most incredible uh, transformative kind of... <sighs> It's been a, experiences of a journey, like we just yeah. said, it's, man. It's <laughs> definitely been a journey, and I really am so thankful and blessed to be alive. You know, like that mm-hmm. is. It's not silly, you know. It's such a huge thing, and I'm th- beyond thankful that I can recognize that you can recognize that anytime, and mm-hmm. just be so thankful for it. Whatever the situation is that you're in. The fact that you are alive to be experiencing it is more than a blessing. Like, it's it's the best. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, every day that I wake up and like get in the shower, like every time I look down and see like the scar on my arm or yeah, anything, I feel these teeth that aren't even real. You know, like wow. it's it's bonkers to think about, and like those are nice fluffy reminders. You know that hey. You're alive. It's still working. Well, can you go, can you dive into that a little bit? Because for those who don't know, like, and even I don't really know the details of this. You know, I only got to read what was on page two of, of like a twelve page, you know, very awesome, concise little <laughs> um, human handbook. But you know, could you could you take us through that story? Because I I would just love to hear your take of it. Yeah. Of just like, you know, what got you into this? What you know happened, obviously, and then. We'll get to well this what, whole how, life how thing. It's mostly my parents' <laughs> fault for got me into it. You know, they it was the blizzard of eighty two and it was cold. You know, and then uh, nine months later, I popped out in September of eighty three, and I'm I, very thankful and happy that happened. But <laughs> no, I as far as being like an active participant, like a consciously active participant in the human race, was definitely after my motorcycle accident, and that mm-hmm. was. October 21st of 2003 and like that date rings so many bells in my mind but it's like I don't even remember it I just know that was the date that it all happened and uh yeah man I I honestly don't even remember the accident I don't remember that day I guess how could you right yeah my actual memory is the last thing I remember before waking up in the hospital was having a pull-up competition with my friend's dad in their basement and I came to find out that was like a week and a half before my motorcycle accident. Oh, yeah. So my memory is like. So you lost. What's the what's the chunk of it? Like, and then about, when you when did you wake up? So I woke up in my second hospital two weeks after my accident. So I woke up in November at Spalding Rehab Center, and I was at Spalding Rehab Center for two weeks. Uh, I actually crashed October 21st mm. and I got out of the hospital the f- Wednesday before Thanksgiving that same year. Wow. Which is like, pfft, <laughs> talk about appropriate, you know, it definitely <laughs> changed the way 
I look at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm bet. thankful to be breathing. I yeah. really am. Like that is the top of my list. Like pain-free breathing. Because there's a lot mm. of people breathing. Some people it actually hurts. Can you imagine like every breath you take causing you extreme pain and being that reminder that you're still alive? Like that's <sighs> point is we got it so good (laughs) yes we got it so good but yeah i uh i crashed on a ducati 996 which is why i was telling you yeah i was gonna say i was like i felt like i i hit a a note when i told you about my dad's bike his uh my dad's got one of those ducatis his italian speed machines it is it is truly the lamborghini of motorcycles (laughs) and it's Mm. just it's crazy because, again, I actually don't remember riding it. And I mm. do remember riding a Ducati 748 thinking, how much faster? Like, you know, how much bigger is that? And, like, this was right when I think the second Matrix had come out recently, oh, right before yeah. my accident. And they had that whole highway scene. Trinity, she's With bad, the dude. That is. Trinity's bad. You know. That was some good Maybe stuff. If you're listening, I, mean, I would love to hear about the Matrix, motorcycles. But I liked even the second and third one. I don't give a I don't, fuck listen, if you don't like it. Anybody it's who a, is it's a fun actually world. talking shit about the Matrix <laughs> hasn't actually watched it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just regurgitating some stuff they heard one time that they thought was cute or funny. Because uh-huh. if you actually watch the Matrix. It will change your world. It'll it will change your whole well, life. Well, no, no, not the first one. Everyone likes the first one, the but first, people talk yeah. shit about the second and third. I still like those, is what I'm saying. I love, dude. I have them all on no my hate. phone right now. All oh yeah. Of them. I like. There's. It's such a good movie, and there's. Depends on how deep you want to take it, you know. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I, I can get pretty deep sometimes. And man, well, before we, whoa, the Matrix is. The matrices? The matrices. Is that, I don't even know. <laughs> no, just the matrix is, but the matrices, <laughs> they will get you. <laughs> they get will you. get you. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll dive into that in a second, yeah, but let's get back afraid. to I know. Focus. the Ducati. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> back to the duck. <laughs> that will. Um, honestly, this is like a public service announcement for everybody. Motorcycles are fast. I know that seems kind of like... <laughs> A moot point. I probably shouldn't have to say that, but I would like to say it again. <laughs> Please understand this. Like, they're not just fast. They are so much faster than you actually think they are. Like, anybody you've ever seen riding a motorcycle is holding back. Oh, yeah. 100%. Every time. Every yeah. time. It's... They're so much faster. Like, a good friend of mine was like, I've driven, like, a car with a thousand horsepower. I chose not to bust his balls because I'm like, okay, driven and this is my daily driver, a thousand horsepower Honda Civic, you know, like even then, totally different world. Like bikes are different, man. It feels you're, you're, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I I don't even consider myself like, I I, I don't shouldn't even talk. I don't even own this. I've just ridden some of these bikes. And like you said, it's just, it's nonsense. It's ludicrous. It's, It's crazy. It's, you're an insect like it's just you're flying around like it doesn't make any sense because of the weight the, the, the strength or the power of the torque to none of it makes sense ratio. none it's of just, it actually makes sense when you start to think about it you're like what I need a permit it's just to infinite like, throttle it's just like the, like you said you cannot don't think that you can push it to the max because you can't you will never actually discover where the max is no 
because it's too far for our brain to comprehend. <laughs> like even the guys you see on the race courses, you know, oh yeah, are holding back because there's other guys there. You know, yeah. like it's anyway. The whole point is, I say that I it's that, at the limit of physics. You know, like those guys are riding at the limit of physics, but even then, the bike is like fine the bike's like yeah we can go faster let's go. if we want I, let's go you can't ride me fast enough to actually push me to the limit no so i'll just be the bike and, and you do what you can do yeah just try just Got try it. but i i say that because uh i found out firsthand that bikes are really fast really really fast and i remember riding around pre-motorcycle accident you know thinking Oh my God, this is so fast. Like these bikes are so fast. And that's what made me wonder, you know, how much faster is a Ducati 996? Like what else is there? I re- okay. So there's a highway out here, E470. No. Back when you didn't have to, when you had to actually stop to pay the tolls. I remember there's this red Cobra and a yellow Ferrari that pulled up next to me and I'm sitting there like, Okay, telling myself, I gotta get a good start. I just, I gotta get a good start. And I hear this, and I watch them start rolling away. And I just let go of the clutch. And in the middle of thinking, like, I gotta get a good start. I gotta get a good start. The second time I mentally said that, everything had changed. Like they were gone. There was no more revving, there was no nothing. It was just the wind. And I was gone. <laughs> and that's when it really hit me that, whoa, this is fast. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't even say that you beat anybody. Like, you are now gone. You are actually in a totally different sphere. And so, and that wasn't even what I crashed on, you know? Mm. So that's, yeah, it's a, it's a very humbling piece of machinery. And it shows just how incredible the human mind is. You know, what we can do, what we can create is not just motorcycles, but a whole lot more. Mm. But the fact that we just... Do you understand that you can go and get a motorcycle? You get that, right? Like, you can just go and pick one up. And <laughs> I mean, you need a few thousand dollars or maybe, like, a down payment or you whatever. Do, but, but, but you have that. The fact that that's you just a credit a, card, an option right? that you out. can do that. You can do it is crazy and i don't know why more people don't actually go and do it keep in mind i'm the guy who crashed over 100 miles an hour telling you to go get a bike but like okay. i'm like yeah, we'll get they're, to that i'm like fast, you came here on yeah. a bike we'll get to that we'll get to that but there is a chance it might get in your blood some motorcycle yeah. might actually it's get terrifying in your blood, actually to me you, the, the fact that i'm into bikes it is I, I haven't picked up base jumping or like or, or uh wingsuit or excuse me wingsuit i can't wait to get in like a that's what i'm saying dude like i'm like let's 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 hold off before i get into like any other super dangerous activities i got enough in my plate dude but that's like that is actually probably one of the things that would be really good because it takes so much skill in all these other areas, you know, like you got to learn how to base jump and you got to learn how to hike. And I mean, there's so many things that it takes in order to get to the point where you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to put on a wingsuit today and go like fly. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think it's one of these, well, man, I had this, you know, like you said, the fat, the speed, it's just that that's probably even on another level. I mean, f- you're literally flying and you're not even riding. So yeah. it doesn't even make sense. I mean, that, that I don't even know. It feels like what you that have to be, be like, dreaming, but, you know, it feels but like I do know that a lot of those guys have to watch their friends like 
yeah. turn into get eviscerated like by a mountain pink dust. Yeah, and I'm not like, <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm just not wanting to like race towards that just yet because I think it would be an amazing experience. But you know, I know myself and like, I'm I'm more in love with the journey now. Let me let me just. Loving the Take journey the right now. Take the baby steps. Like, I, yeah. like, like you make a mistake in, in parkour, you might just, you know, ankle thingy. But if you're wingsuit flying, it's over. It's a wrap. I and think, even motorcycle riding, it could be. To be honest, that's definitely one of the things about riding motorcycles that I. It's like I don't want to admit it, but I actually love it. Mm. When you show up somewhere alive, that's a big deal. <laughs> like, doesn't matter how fast you went. It's not about bragging or like, oh, I went so fast or this or that. No, man. The fact that you just showed up alive, like, bravo. Yeah, way bravo. To be, way to Good be. sir. Good job. Like, it's, but you don't realize, I mean, for me, it really puts things more into perspective. I can't. I've learned to stop saying I get it, you know, or now, now I get it. it, but it really does make me feel so good to show up alive everywhere, not just on a bike, but to actually show up alive and not just in people's thoughts and prayers or remember that time. Remember that guy? There's a lot of people like that cause mm-hmm. they're dead and gone. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you can actually show up to be anywhere is huge and it doesn't matter if you show up on a bike or a hugo you know mm-hmm. or walk in in some sandals but just to show up and actually be there and a part of that moment and thankful for it a motorcycle definitely helps you do that because you realize often you could not be doing this you could be dead right now like i almost died today and it wasn't on the bike it was walking to the bike i almost got ran over you know <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it, but it you know, and that's me well, that's, walking across a parking lot. That's what's so fascinating, right? Because, I mean, there's two things I think that are fascinating about that. One is we we like to put ourselves up against in, in confrontation with death yeah. in some way, shape, or form to help us understand and appreciate our own lives. And maybe you can shed, shed some light on that. And I, I still want to get into your story. But also, <laughs> the other thing is even by avoiding it all, you can just in a parking lot almost get run over yeah so there is like this you know this whatever this i don't know what it is it's a conservative kind of like mindset of just like no like let's 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 be safe let's let's not get on the bike like we can whatever we can we can just do something safe and let's put ourselves in not danger you know as little Which danger as like- possible but the most egotistical statement you could ever make. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you actually think you can recognize danger? Like, how dare you say such a thing? Like, I love that take on it. What? You're gonna be safe. Yeah. Okay. Like, don't get. There's things we can do to mitigate risk and like, but for only for certain situations, it really is. And other situations, those same things you did to mitigate the risk was actually increasing the risk. Mm. So it's like, what are you actually doing? You know? And in what part well, yeah, of that do you want to do? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, you're, but like with motorcycle riding, you know the risk. So you can kind of play with it and, and face it or, or as I feel about it. I don't. Whereas I mean, like, I don't even. It's so crazy because it's just nuts. You know, the there's a long list of things that can go wrong, which makes when things go right so good. Mm. And you're always aware of that. Like 
driving a car, you see a pothole, you're like, oh, that would suck to hit that. <laughs> On a motorcycle, you're like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not going over there. You know, like it's a different yeah. shade of red. You know, you're like, oh, wow, that could kill me. Yeah. I need to not do oh, that. Man, that's why I feel like an insect, just because my eyesight actually like opens up like... Who knows? Maybe an extra 20 degrees on either end. Yeah. I feel like I get peripherals that are like in focus in a new way. I'm I'm just zoned because you have to be on the lookout and for you can't anything turn it on off, the road. Dude. I'm looking at paint on the road. I'm yeah. like, oh, that paint looks a little slippery. I'm not even going to ride on not that. Going over I'm there. not going over that. And you can't, that's is, that a, is that mist? What is that? We were walking and like, that's why I was looking at those trucks and I was like, <gasps> no. <laughs> like I saw this accident happening way before they even got close to each other, but like that's from riding the motorcycle you know you learn to see around you in lots of ways and into the future you have to think about all right is this person gonna keep going are they gonna slow down like like you have to have a plan for every variable that you can think of yeah and it's a lot of thinking dude it's and it does feel so good to get off the bike and just to be able to like sit <laughs> yeah, people don't realize that. Like, you get off the bike, and then you, people probably think, like, oh, the guy probably feels real cool right now. You're like, you're like often he feels like, oh, thank God it's not. Like, yeah, it's a meditation. Yes, you're like, you're cruising. But then you get off the bike, and you're like, we did it. I made it. We did it. I'm okay. Like, you can actually breathe just to breathe, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's. That's all. Um, Super humbling. Super humbling. Yeah. And that's why I tell everybody, go and do it. Even if you don't like it, you do like it, you think it's too dangerous, not dangerous enough. It's something that I tell people you should go and experience, you know, like go and learn for yourself, but understand you could die with anything, you know, it could be anything you can do that, but just with a motorcycle, it's. This is a just this is a possibility I need you to accept from the beginning, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. like which is what makes it so fulfilling to like I said to show up somewhere alive, you know? You realize this was an option that I did not take today. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. You, to be honest, none of us actually know when that's going to happen, and so that's kind of what makes riding yeah. around so exhilarating, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, I think back I mean, just looking at my day right now, I i mean, I clearly don't remember the day that I crashed. You know, I woke up two weeks later in a hospital and I think back to like what I remember about myself and my life really is just like any other day. You know, you don't realize like, oh, I almost died today or yeah. you don't get those. You don't. You know, it's not like a TV show where you get to rewind and go back to your favorite part like enjoy everything because this is all the favorite part you know 100 <clears throat> percent. yeah you never know <laughs> you never know yeah yeah no, it's yeah and it's the same with it i love what you said about just it being it's it's it maybe it seems too dangerous but try it you know parkour feel people that feel that way about parkour and people feel that i felt that way just a second ago and a little to an extent with uh wingsuit flying i know i want to do that though but even i have like my reservations but if if you if you confront it it's freedom like if you take responsibility for the fact that you might die you know like owning up to that and like just taking just oh i guess like just absorbing that i guess yeah. in one way you can just kind of feel like you're like you're right you know what i'm gonna just accept that and do it anyways and, and experience it 
and that's then there's what's so much about it. There's so much more that's on the other side of that, you know. So <laughs> mm. it's not just about recognizing the risks and accepting that, but also I think about what's always right on the other side of that. Like mm. you're very mm. familiar with thrills and feeling good, which is why you're even looking at, you know, flying in a wingsuit. You're becoming more and more aware of the dangers, which is what is keeping you from going to get a wingsuit right now, you know? <laughs> but I think about what's the magical moment about that, or the magical thing is what's beyond everything that you can actually comprehend right now. Oh, yeah. Because there's so much <laughs> outside of that. And to it's... be able to get there and like to think about, okay. <sighs> Now, what do I want to do that I've accepted this? That is so key and such a great insight. Yeah, because why even it helps you understand why you might even do that thing Mm -hmm. and why it is valuable, you know, and confronting that fear if you are afraid to die or of who knows what. There's so many things you can be afraid of, but moving beyond that, now what? Yeah. Now, yeah, now you get to access this new domain you've walked through a portal into like a all right i'm uh i'm the version of me now that did that now what am i gonna do and there's that's where you get to you are the line the Mm. difference between fear and respect you know there's a difference Mm. between before i was afraid to do x y and z and now you respect x y and z Mm. two totally different feelings you know Mm -hmm. like just when you say fear and respect like just the feeling inside of you is totally different tones you know like and that's the only way to get there you know you're gonna have to be fear fearful for a while until you get more knowledge more understanding more Mm. like applicable knowledge which is wisdom you know Mm. not just knowing something but doing the things you know how to do is the only way to actually survive whether it be in a motorcycle or in a wingsuit you know and it's a lot of stuff you gotta know and do. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that that line between fear and respect, I think, is really what this whole thing, like life, is about. Is and what are you gonna keep on what side? Mm. There's gonna be things you're gonna be consciously ignorant of, and those are the things you're gonna be afraid of. You know, and mm. there's gonna be things that you're gonna be consciously knowledgeable of, and those are things you're actively working to remove the fear out of your life powerful words Stop uh, no, I love that man okay so back to the story though oh, yeah let's it's... get back into it. I love that we're just savoring every moment though of this but it's you know? like this yeah. is great um, yeah it's because that's that's that that's that's the meat of it right there like you said I, I really I like that it's uh, what are you gonna fear what are you gonna respect yeah that's what I've really gotten out of this which is why not everybody in my family knows that I have a motorcycle, you know, mm. like they know that I've, everybody clearly knows that I've been in an accident, you know, but I think I've been very cautious, not cautious, but the people who I've been willing to talk to and like that know about my motor or that I have a motorcycle is like, <laughs> it's the smallest of people in my family. And it's really because I know that they love me to pieces and I don't want to have like cause other people a lot more stress, you know, knowing like it's just such a task to try and convince people that 
I'm not as big of an idiot as I was before, you know, which <laughs> right? is like, um, then I'm doing the convincing of myself too. Cause I'm like, am I, you know, yeah, but yeah. You've, I've definitely grown quite a bit and recognized so much more mm. of the possibilities, you know, that I can be a part of that I did previous. Well, yeah. And I think that's powerful that you have gotten back on the horse. The, the proverbial horse. I think if I remembered the accident, maybe, maybe I would maybe I'd not. be with the rest of the you know people <laughs> who are like, but you're not riding that anymore. I'm like, let's talk about well, something else. I mean, and and ultimately it comes down to you know it's a personal decision, like you said, between. I don't, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be great or. If someone didn't want to get back on, I wouldn't be like, I would be like, dude, yeah, I, I know, would, uh, understand. <laughs> I yeah, I. But uh, I know nobody would give me crap for not getting on it. And that's yeah. not why I ride at yeah. all. It's yeah. something that is seriously in your blood. Like I mm. cannot describe to you how good it feels to be the chooser of this moment. Like mm. you think I was telling you before, like how you can either sit in traffic or not be a part of traffic. And like, yeah, that's the coolest part about a motorcycle is that it's your decision mm. to either participate in the flow of traffic or not, or I could just not be here. You know, I get, <laughs> yeah. like that's the best part about like riding motorcycles for me is yeah. like that choice well, that you get to make. Yeah. I think that that's why yeah, I feel about it too. Again, cause like if you, if you, it's kind of like you take you get it grants you freedom to to the more you accept that danger that risk in some ways are you yeah and make it your choice so the freedom and it's comes literally freedom on the road sometimes yeah, it's <laughs> and again those yeah the freedom risk ratio is like it's a sliding scale because uh, you can i'm not gonna lie i got up here today from like 56 to 925 i looked down at my little clock on the bike it was two o'clock and I got up here and it was 2.14. <laughs> and I was not like try. I wasn't thinking, oh, let me hurry up and get up here. Like I knew I had time. I knew I was yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. When there's room there, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to go a little bit faster. Mm, let me go up here. And then the next thing you know, the car that is way up in front of you. It's now not so way up in front of you anymore. And then you just do, you literally do that a couple of times. You're in Boulder. Like you, that's, <laughs> it's, that's all it takes. It's literally really not like that far. Yeah. A couple of times yeah. you're in Boulder. And like, it was, yeah. I remember like when 36 turns into a road, I was like, wow, this shit, I should uh, call it. Let me yeah, see yeah, what's hey, going I guess on. I'm here. So yeah, it's a uh, freedom for sure. But then, yeah, there's clearly risks out there. There's like everything from gravel on the road, which is what got me when I crashed. Was like, just mm, gravel was on a, a turn, or what's the? I so yeah, I had actually was going over a hundred miles an hour on the backside of the Fairmont Cemetery in Aurora, Colorado, and mm. I hit some gravel. And now there's a little roundabout where I crashed. So you're welcome for that <laughs> i'm gonna claim responsibility for that but there's a, a memorial uh, yeah it's like <laughs> they got your just thumbs up at little like, like I, there's still some teeth in the tree back oh, there boy. like it's uh but now yeah i had uh was going down the straightaway on the backside of the fairmont cemetery and hit some gravel in this turn 
And my friends thought that I was going to drop the bike. Like they thought I was going to lay the bike down. And I ended up like standing the bike up, like coming up out of the turn a little bit. And the back wheel caught traction and the bike just shot straight through instead of turning at all. Like just, and I hit the curb, bounced off the curb into a tree, bounced off that tree into the fence. Like the bike hit the fence. You could see it was. Whoa. Two distinct markings from where I hit the fence and where the bike mm. hit the fence. Damn. And it was, I broke my arm, snapped my pelvis in half, broke my leg, severed my femoral artery when I broke my leg. It was, and didn't have a helmet on. So that's where the teeth got left in the tree. No helmet. No Neither. helmet. Oh, wow. Like from here to here, this eye tooth and my canine are all fake. Got a nice little bridge there and. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so wait. So, outside the bike, like, you're skidding is the left turn. So, I'm, I was going. I'm sorry. I like, I really like. No, you're good. I was going. I was already in the turn. Mm-hmm. And he said that I, like, my back wheel started drifting out. He said, look like, like I hit gravel. And he, he wasn't gravel, sure so that I was out. going. You're about yeah. to low side, but you kept it upright. And then when it caught traction, when it I flipped, it tossed you out like high sided. Didn't even know. Like so, I straightened the like straightened the bike up. The back wheel caught traction, and the bike literally just. Sh- I was already going a hundred oh, miles an hour yeah. into this turn, mm. and so when I, like I they thought I was gonna like drop it, and uh. I, I didn't. And then when that wheel caught, it literally just launched me into the turn. I hit the curb. And you just went. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Flew, wow. Like flew through the air. <clears throat> Another little reminder for people: there's no seatbelts on motorcycles. No. So I know it seems silly. Like you look, you're like, "Duh, there's no seatbelt." Well, when you get on and you like take off, you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, there's no seatbelt on this thing!" Like, yeah, you supposed to use your legs, you know, to yeah. like literally hold on to well, that bike with your legs and. There ain't no grip. Of, there's no squeeze that's gonna keep you on at 100 miles an hour. No. But Especially when you're being thrown. Mm. Uh-oh. Like, when I think about it, and my mom actually lives not far from there. So what's mm. really interesting is that I, like, ride that ter- ride that route frequently, you know? And I do think about it every time. Every time I go down that road, I'm like, wow. You almost yeah, never did I mean- this. You almost never made this happen, you know? You almost ended everything, right? right there wow and that's a nice reminder you know i'm sure um so if i can like keep you going into the because i remember just like i mean you 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 kind of nonchalant i severed my femoral artery broke my arm stopped my helmet i'm like you severed your femoral artery (laughs) like dive into that because if if you're not a biologist or like a, a medical doctor that is essentially like you're dead. You're, you're, you're going to die. Yeah, there's no reason that you should survive it's, this accident. Yeah. It's they're, it's crazy. Yeah, like thinking about it, and I think about how did I do this? Like, what happened? Everything that is my life has been such a beautiful, like, series of moments. The moment that I crashed on that motorcycle, the heads of every department at Denver Health it was Denver general at the time, but Mm. we're sitting down for a meeting. Like, so I had the head anesthesiologist, the head vascular surgeon, the head orthopedic surgeon, the head trauma surgeon, like hundreds of years of medical experience 
decided to have a roundtable meeting at this moment, you know? And mm-hmm. that's... Oh, it, like, makes my butt twitch when I think about it. Like, just, like, <laughs> shaking in awe, you know? Where I'm like, oh, wow. But I feel honored to be here in this world and so wonderfully taken care of. Yeah. To think, like... And it doesn't happen to everybody, but I want everybody to realize there's even more miraculous things that are happening to you right now. It's just a matter of, are you going to take advantage of them? You know, like, and I was, I'm so happy that I was able to take advantage of those people sitting down talking and all their decisions that they made to put them in the perfect position. Can you get, I mean, I'm sure obviously you don't remember, but it sounds like an amazing story. Like all these people are, they're sitting down for a meeting. I don't know how often that happens. Like (laughs) probably almost never. And then like, it just so happens to coincide with the time that you crash crash and, and uh, you know, again, like I don't under, I don't fully understand sometimes like how serious it is, but I have to imagine like you were airlifted out. No. And there were, no, I was. So what's where I crashed was less than 30 seconds away from where the ambulance driver who picked me up, he used to go and sit at this like he has a lot oh, that he would go spot, and sit yeah and that's what ambulance drivers like you know they gotta they got their spots they got their little go-to areas it's in the hot spot well this was the hottest spot ever because it literally was <laughs> like oh that's right there yep i see him let me go yeah. scrape him up off the ground and like my so friend more just synchronistic oh. synchronistic things are happening to to save your existence yeah my friends who were behind me and saw the accident like the fact that I went to two different high schools. I had my buddy Matt went to Cherry Creek with him, and mm-hmm. he was definitely one of the biggest, strongest people at that high school at the time. Mm-hmm. My buddy Freddie, I went to East with him. Another one of the biggest and strongest people from this other high school. So I think it's just incredible that I have like two giant, friggin' <laughs> muscly goons, you know, with me. <laughs> When I crash from two separate schools, like I have the strongest kids from these very strong <laughs> schools that were there to help me and like really, I mean they didn't they called nine one one, a nurse had pulled up who didn't see the accident but could tell something's not right. She got out of her car and just and she said, you know, I was sent here to pray. She was actually supposed to be going to work. She got mm-hmm. called off of work and was going back home. And she went a different way and she was like right there for like my prayer police is what I call them. (laughs) But, you know, ambulance just coming down the street. She started praying over me. And my friend said, that's when I like, and I was knocked out when this happened. Like after I'm, yeah, there's no way you're conscious after they said, that's when I like opened my eyes and took a big breath in. And I started trying to like fight to get up off the ground. Like I'm, Trying to get up. Your adrenaline's kicking in at this point, or yeah, who knows? My buddy Freddie grabbed me. Like you could tell, you can't. There's no bones poking out, but you can tell. Um, that guy should not be moving around right now. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna hold him down because he should not be doing that. Keep in mind, I wasn't exactly a little kid either. You know? I had. So I was really happy that I have these like big, strong people to hold me down and keep me in place. Freddie grabbed my hips. Matt ended up grabbing my shoulders and just kind of pinning me down. The ambulance driver came and strapped me down to the bed, basically the same way these guys were holding me down. Well, the way that my buddy Freddie was grabbing my hips, he just happened to be occluding that femoral artery. 
like oh, yeah. pressing down whole it's just nuts you know and the ambulance it's just <laughs> again like that would probably 100% would have made the difference because I mean yes. how fast do you bleed out with you you completely severed it right severed which is Mo- which is like, just like I remember in your your pamphlet it's like that is that is more than just a death certificate. Oh, yeah. That is like I, I described that is a it as then please. It said it's like <laughs> damaging your artery is like signing your own death certificate, mm-hmm. but severing your artery is like picking out your coffin, nailing it shut, <laughs> and signing your death certificate. Like you are dead <laughs> now. So your the femoral artery is the second largest artery in the body. Your aorta mm-hmm. artery coming right off your heart is the biggest, and the femoral arteries branch off the aorta to one mm-hmm. side goes to one leg, the other side goes to the other. So it's the entire blood supply for your leg, mm-hmm. and this was my left leg. So it's basically if you cut a hole in a pretty significantly sized like cut a your hose in half yeah and then let your heart which is supremely efficient pump yeah crazy efficient pump (laughs) go just like like you have yeah you just you have literally minutes less than five like that's for sure to get that whole situation taken care of and so what's crazy is that from the time that i severed the artery to the time that i got to the hospital was like a flash but i also had some type of something pushing against that artery the whole time they took me in for emergency surgery again they could tell things are messed up i have these big stabilizing hole like scars on my leg Mm -hmm. from where they put stabilizing rods in there and they brought me right in for surgery because they could tell there's like no blood pressure in this leg like Mm -hmm. something is off even though there's no bones poking out we can tell Something's not right. Then my dad says that when he got to the hospital, my mom's, excuse me, my mom's a flight attendant. She was out of town at the time. My dad said that when he got to the hospital, they like rushed him this paperwork and they told him, they're like, you know, you got to sign this. You got to sign this. Mm. And it was an authorization to amputate my leg. Mm. I was, because they were going to cut my leg off in order to save my life. Because it's like, but luckily for me, the head vascular surgeon is, you know, right here. So he could maybe reattach it, but they have to get him stable. They ended up putting me in a drug-induced coma. The head anesthesiologist, he's like, right here. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Give me a minute. You know? Like, that's pretty awesome. So the head trauma doctor got me stable enough. To put, and they put me in this coma. And they got me to the vascular surgeon. And he told my dad, they, and th- this was all a process because yeah. again, I could have died at any moment, mm-hmm. like traumatic brain injury, broken pelvis. They're not sure what all happened, but like everything they were doing could literally not work because of who knows what. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody it kept, you know, the next step was on like, okay, we got him. But anyway, the doctor told my dad, if they get him to me. I got him. I got him. And my dad mm-hmm. said he saw him like 90 minutes later, almost two hours later, and he came back out of the operating room and he told him, he's like, I got him. Ended up reconnecting my femoral artery. But I have a big old scar on my stomach from where they literally went into my leg oh, from yeah. my stomach 
and they regrafted the artery back together. And I remember the first one was Gore-Tex. Like they made this Gore-Tex graft. Mm. My body basically rejected that. This was all like, I've been in the hospital many times since then, but the fact that they could actually do that, like go in, find a severed piece of the artery, reattach it with who knows what, but that's incredible that there are people out there who can actually say, yeah, I could fix that. <laughs> that is a absolutely mind boggling. And mean it too. Like they're yeah. not just saying it like, no, I can, I can do that. I can fix that. Yeah. Learn more about the human body so fast, you know, mm. and that day was just incredible. But yeah, I, uh, they ended up saving my life that night Wow! and they made a, it supremely clear to all of my family and friends Like, if we save him, if we can stabilize him, like, we don't know how long he's going to be alive. We're not even sure what he's going to be like when he wakes up, if he's going to wake up. Mm -hmm. Like, Brandon might not be the Brandon you remember because of the severe trauma that he's gone through. And so, like, everybody was very hopeful, but they also were scared because, you know, what's going to happen? What's Brandon going to be like when he comes out? Is he going to make it? And my one of my best friends now is actually the hospitalist of one of the local hospitals here and so he was in medical school at the time and everybody was calling maher with all these updates you know and after the, my accident he ended up turning his phone off for two days because he didn't want to have to keep telling people yeah that's good but he's gonna die like oh, that's yeah. it's Jesus. good but that's not good. That's like, <laughs> Jeez. and it went yeah. from he's stable. They regrafted his artery. He's in a drug induced coma. Well, they're monitoring his brain now. They want to make sure the pressure doesn't exceed this. Like every new update was like, oh yeah, that's I'm gonna get a ticket and come home now because he's gonna he's not gonna make it. And every day was like another miracle. Really, wow. every day really is another miracle, but that case was truly like a series of miracles mm-hmm. and it just yeah, thinking about it it really does not make sense it actually is like crazy to think about all the things that happened to make sure that i was here i i yeah it just it's my blowing my mind right now i can't even like respond almost but it's just like i mean what is and and then now that you have you know you've told now you have this you wake up in the hospital and you know I, even then you probably don't realize like all of these amazing things like all the incredible sequence of events that happened to to, to land you like still alive and um i guess like like you said this was kind of like a there was Brandon before and there was Brandon after not in the way that the doctor was warning your family about, but, uh, in a, in, in a way that you, I'm sure you just now you said that you are an active conscious participant in life. Yeah. It's, um, can you, can you talk about that and like what really what you, what this all meant to you? Like after, after realizing what you'd gone through. Yeah. You know, before my motorcycle accident, I always used to love like, that 
sunrise and sunset you know like there's that moment in the morning and an evening where it's like even the air is pink you know and like mm-hmm. orange i always really love that like that time and it wasn't until after my accident and the rehab hospital that i woke up in is out east like in aurora off like sixth avenue and 225 anyway the window i had every morning i got to see that sunrise come up Mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought I enjoyed sunrises before. I had no idea what a beautiful moment that is. Like, to be greeted by the sun. Mm. Holy cow. And it definitely changed the way that I sit and accept moments in life now. Even the uncomfortable ones, I realize, are so comfortable because I'm able to actually have them and go through it it's Brandon before the accident not to say I wasn't a nice guy so I've always been a very nice and respectful <laughs> respectful person more so after the accident but it's not so much that I'm respectful to I guess people or situations but I'm more respectful to the energy that is this person. I realize like what a beautiful, I can't even say I realize I see more of what a beautiful interaction we all are, are having and are making with each other. Mm. And that's why I love to offer more of myself in every moment because I know that's going to transfer out and I hope and pray that it is welcome and received by everybody that I get to interact with and they in turn get to echo and offer more. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, it's definitely inspiring, man. Like, you definitely bring a presence that is rarer, you know, rarer these days than, than we'd like to see, maybe. But, uh, you know, it's just... And I I've, I've know a few people that have had um, experiences like this, and it feels like that's... You know, it's again like these 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 insane challenges often are the greatest gifts you can receive, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> the people that I know that have died in one way, or shape, or form have actually often become the people that can offer the most presence and the most uh, gratitude for moments and stuff in in their lives and uh, and have some of this wisdom um, that I don't know, like the rest of us, like you know, is it's um it's something that you know i want to bring to to my life more for sure and and it's definitely inspiring just to be around it i hope that we don't all have to have a uh, near death experience or full death this whole thing is a near death experience <laughs> there you go like yeah and it's it's uh, it wasn't until like people I could hear people say things like that before and they're like ah oh, yeah whatever whatever sure it is mm. it's now that I actually really see do you know how many things have to go exactly right for you just to breathe like just <laughs> to accept that next lung full of air there are do you know how many things you're doing like <laughs> you are Actively absorbing and bringing in trillions, quadrillions, like the number is crazy. All these little particles, all these tiny little pieces of chemicals that are floating around in the air. You own the most beautiful, like, synthesizing and purification device ever known as the human body. And you get Mm -hmm. to use that 
to manage all of this stuff and form it into your life. Mm. Like, what <laughs> in the actual fuck <laughs> is going on? Like, how? Oh, and so when people are like, oh, I'm having the worst day. <laughs> the fact that you could say that probably means it's not actually the worst day. But that's yeah. maybe for them, you know, perception's everything. Well, but it's like, yeah. whoa, slow down, killer, and have mm. some more respect for yourself and realize you're incredible. Just mm. sitting and breathing in couch mode all day <laughs> is actually a really big deal. Like, <laughs> one of the biggest deals ever. Like, I want to get somebody's autograph who's just sat and done fucking nothing for weeks, you know? Because it doesn't. They're amazing. They're incredible. Like, because that (laughs) timing. I love that you can see that. I mean, that's so. That's such an awesome way to look at the world and, like, how, you know, you have have your. You've summed it up in that little human handbook and, like, you know, you're doing uh, motivational speaking now and you coach people. I mean, some of the other things that you're doing, like, is helping people to understand and. And see the world that you way that you see it. How can people do that? You know, what what is the what are the the tools that you like to give people for doing these? Dude, to, number to, one, like that's why I wrote the book is the Being Human Handbook. I my why in life is to enhance perspective, and so that's mm-hmm. that was my whole point when I wrote that book was okay. How can I expand the perspective that we all look at each other? And really you got to start with yourself because mm. until you really can look at yourself as a perfect machine, you're not going to look at anybody else as a perfect machine either. You're going to maybe really appreciate them or be a big fan, but it's not until you see them as perfect that you can give them the respect that they're due. And that's mm. really the same thing for you. I think so once every individual realizes that you are perfect and it's our perception of perfection that's the issue it's once you start to expand that idea and accept the piece of it that you have the well, love can you, can you go into that a little bit because i think you're right on like people's perception of perfection is is where what's the right what's the, what's a better way to look at it um or what's a way that you've seen people miss you know in terms of they're 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 looking for perfection without realizing that they are perfect yeah and the better way to look at it is always again you know that's like the (laughs) the better way to look at it is just look at it again because there's have you ever heard the expression there's 360 ways to look at an elephant 360 degrees you can go on any point and you're going to get a different view every single time Mm -hmm. so there's not really one view that's going to be better or worse you may prefer one more than the other but it's not until you go around you're going to even be able to see that and recognize that. So I think life is the same exact way. And for me, I've noticed that we've, we all are going to go through some tough, frustrating, happy, exhilarating, wonderful, horrible moments in our life. And it's the moments that we've had before and the things that we carry with us that are going to actually make things that wonderful or horrible or exhilarating or boring or so I think for me it's been really a blessing to be able to step back and see just a small piece of what I've been able to offer and be a part of Mm. and it's so such a humbling feeling so wonderful and also I feel like a little 
kid in like the big part of the pool, you know, like in an ocean almost. And you just realize, <laughs> wow, all this has really been not. And when you say this, you got to drop the ego off at the door, you mm-hmm. know, but all this is for me, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a part and this is all happening. So that way I can offer and accept all of this, you know, that's, that's huge. Right. And I think that's really hard for some people to recognize and you know it's definitely something that i struggle with sometimes is like really owning up to my own perfection really owning up to like my own infinite like power and like my own you know like it's it's hard to feel like you can do that without having an ego or having um some kind of big head about it yeah but it's really the other way around in some ways right like you're not you're not respecting it Otherwise, you're yeah. not, you're, you're afraid by, by leaving that on the fear side of the line for, you know, to, to go back to earlier analogy, you don't even, you don't even understand potentially what it means you, to, to try to hold that, that power. Yeah. And in even the fact that maybe you can't hold all of it at once usually, but I don't think we can consciously hold all of it. Yeah. I think it's something that's so big. You actually have to be unconscious of it mm. in order to make it work <laughs> properly. Which is the flow state that people always are going back yeah. to, right? I think if you actually had any idea, like, do you know how to breathe? You think you do, but do you know actually how to turn on and activate every one of the muscles required? You know, do you know how to turn your hair brown, your eyes blue? You know, do you know actually how to do those things? No, you don't. But the best part is you're so fucking dope. You're so incredible. You've actually been doing it this whole time flawlessly. Like you haven't even had to put any thought into it, which is like the definition of effective and efficient when you can just do it. And that's what we do all the time. Then we get, I think... I know I personally get fixated on this idea and then I think about, okay, well, how can I make that happen? Mm. Then you're bringing your clumsy conscious cousin into the situation <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh, that's hard. Oh, that's stuff. And then the conscious starts telling you all these things that are not actually helping the situation or getting it accomplished, you know? Yeah. it's. I think that's, it's all a part of the process that mm. is perfection. Mm-hmm. So it's like I talk about dropping the ego off of the door, but he's actually your co-pilot. Like mm-hmm. you need him to help you recognize the things you didn't recognize, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, <sighs> yeah. What are the, I'm trying to think who said it now. Man is a sphere with no circumference. Like you're oh, always you just... <laughs> growing and expanding. Mm. And for everything that you know, you know, there's even more things that you don't know you don't know. So that's why it's always expanding out and learning. And so for, like, I think about how thankful and appreciative I am to be able to be here and talk and not just be on the podcast, but interact with all these people, you know? Yeah. But it's not until, and I may not ever get the conscious understanding. In my mind, I love to think about, you know, maybe somebody out there is going to think about, oh, Holy crap, I am perfect. I am going to just <laughs> read my books or write my songs or do my math problems. Like, who knows? But you, I would love to be a part of that next growing phase of the human race where people realize 
I can do this and yeah. I am worth this. And so is this person next to me. Like I really want to build that love, affection and appreciation to the most amazing heights. And that's what I'm excited to be a part of. And I think it really comes from recognizing you are perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I couldn't say it any better, man. Like, yeah, you, you just, I, I love the way that you lay it out and just, you know, everyone's the Michael Jordan of being them. You know, everyone is just hundred for a hundred. Like they're crushing it. Crushing they don't realize it. it. Yeah. They don't often realize it, but if you accept it again, if you accept the, and own it, then you can become again, like on the bike freer to, to make choices. And, uh, and it's, it's wild. It's a wild, it's un, again, and it, we can't encapsulate it. It's not something we can really put into words, no, but it's ineffable, it right? You can't even put words to it because the words seem disrespectful almost just trying to describe it. Well, yeah, know? it's clumsy, clumsy consciousness again. Yeah, trying to, but it, Hey, but we need it. But we, need need it. it. <laughs> we need it so we can connect better. That's you know, it. it's helping us all uplift, you know, our, what we're capable of and yeah. like understanding of this perfect machine. Um, and you know the bigger perfect machine you know there's so much to extrapolate into that and like we you know there's so much that is so evident in your story that just seems to to work sometimes in the way that all these doctors that are to save you and all the people and the way things that like it's just these moments are helping us recognize that um but like you said it's every moment it's it's literally every moment and that was one of the things that I learned from the motorcycle accident too is like I'm my dad used to tell me things and I would always be like whatever <laughs> you're just crazy you don't know what you're talking about like and it wasn't until after the accident that I realized all those little sayings that you hear in life are actually like the most incredible wisdom not watered down at all like just pure you know like all that glitters isn't gold you're like yeah 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 i know i know, <laughs> all the I know. It, yeah it's all like, these little things like everything is everything yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it doesn't help me now bro if you would but. actually slow down and just say that to yourself again with an open mind huge like revelations come out and you actually realize wow everything is everything mm. Like I, I was actually <laughs> walking across. It was up in Seattle, and I used to live up there, you know. And was actually walking the bridge, the floating bridge from Seattle to Mercer Island, and I saw that on the ground. And I was just like, it. Those words seem so big. Sure, they're in big bronze letters on the ground, but it was. That was the first time that it ever hit me, and I started to look at all my relationships in my life my very life, like everything that I was even wearing, the conversations that I have, and I just realized, wow, everything is everything. I would not be able to do any of this right now if it wasn't for everything that I've ever been a part of in the past, and that's literally making everything that I'm moving into. And I started to really approach every situation with that much more respect and love and appreciation, and that's, mm. Like I watch how it builds, but I guess the whole point of what I was saying is those tiny little sayings that you've heard your whole life, don't just write them off or just, you know, put them in the repeat file in your brain. Take some time to 
sit back and think about it. Like, bring your conscious, clumsy cousin out and let them <laughs> sift through them for a little while and watch what watch what pops out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you for sharing so much. Uh, thank you for sharing with everyone that's listening. Is what I was kind of like clumsy consciousness was trying to <laughs> iterate there. Uh, where can they find you? I mean, you know, I think that's that that's as good a place as any to, yeah. to maybe wrap this up. I know you got a family to get back to. Yeah, there's so many things that are beautiful happening in your life that. Oh man. Um, don't even get me started. Oh, I mean, well, we that. can get you started. I know that. <laughs> we can talk about the Matrix still. Oh, you know, man, like, I know. We, we didn't even hour, bring that know. up. We didn't. I don't have a fan. I got time. <laughs> I can hang out for the next two, <laughs> two, three hours. Well, you can come with, man. You can just come on down. Hey, you get. You're part of our family now too, so don't worry about it. You're you're always welcome. But, um, you guys can all find me. One, I'd love for people to check out my website, brandonkellytraining.com, mm-hmm. and that's K-E-L-L-E-Y. You can find me on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel that is... It could not be any more positioned for the most improved YouTube channel ever because <laughs> it's it's got to get some work on it, you know, but that's that's a task. That's something that we're going to be actively participating in, but that's really it, like... Yeah, Brandon Kelly training. Sweet. Brandon Kelly on Facebook. Actually, my wife and I have a business page there. It's Brandon and Cara Kelly uh-huh. on Facebook. And again, our biggest thing is just reminding people you're perfect and just giving those friendly reminders about things yeah. you didn't know you didn't know. You know, that's. Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate it. That's an amazing mission. And, uh, you know, I guess it's so hard to embody that. It's so hard. And it's like, it's so clearly embodied in you. And I think that's just like some of the best thing you could do is just really just live it, you know, just live it because it's helping everyone else. Like I, I'm just instantly attracted to be like, Oh, I need, you know, when I met you, I was like, you need to, I need to ask if you want to be on here <laughs> because people need to listen to what you have to say. And, um, and I just, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that are feeling down and low and depressed and like that they're not perfect or that they're far, the farthest thing from perfect, you know, and uh, I hope that this somehow it gets through to, to some people because, you know, even at your lowest moment, you're doing so good. <laughs> you're do- Good and bad isn't even the way to describe it. You know, even at your lowest moment, you are so much higher than you can ever actually recognize. Mm-hmm. And it's. I know it may seem or can be frustrating to hear something like that, especially when you're not feeling good or you want to do better. It's the last thing sometimes. It's slow down, like mentally shift down a couple gears and just start to think about, okay, what do I actually need? You know, am I tired? Am I hungry? Am I uncomfortable? Like there's a few basic steps that you can take care of. Am I physically safe? You know, that's the first thing that people like. That's one of the quick boxes. And if you're not, let's figure out how can I get safer than I am right now? Mm. Am I uncomfortable? How can I become more comfortable than I am right now? You know, and like once you check those boxes, 
Number one, realize you're the shit because you just check those boxes. <laughs> like, wow, not everybody is going to be safe, comfortable, you know, yeah, happy. Like, there's things that, and to be able to recognize that I'm not safe, I'm not comfortable, I'm not happy, is a huge thing because there's so many people who are unhappy and don't know that. Mm. That's just the state that they're choosing to perpetuate. Mm. They don't know that they're choosing to perpetuate that, but that's why you recognizing that is such a huge advantage over that. There's, people always think it's money that's going to make them so happy, you know? I know a lot of people who have money who really <laughs> do not like themselves at all. And it's <laughs> even worse because they have the money to like hurt themselves with it. Like they don't get it. You know, oh, they, yeah. they're already awesome and perfect and they can pull back a little bit, like relax. So it's, I don't know. I just want to encourage everybody to realize that you are fantastic and that's an ongoing process. You're never going to really see it all. But prayerfully, you're going to be able to see more. I appreciate that. Appreciate you. Dude. Oh, man. We're doing it. We've done it. We're going to keep on doing it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. And uh, we I can't wait to have you back on and, and just keep just keep in touch here. Definitely. See what, what's next. Uh, thank everyone for being a part of this one with us and joining us through the the internet and the uh, interwebs it's good and uh yeah much love man thank you Appreciate so it. much i'm gonna come back i'm gonna work on being on task you know oh actually. yeah 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 i mean yeah we all got dude we got some stuff to do chasing squirrels but uh <laughs> the good news is we're fast we can catch them you know <laughs> yeah all right let's do it next week i'll see you guys peace peace uh yes yes indeed that was Brandon Kelly. I hope you guys dug it. And, you know, again, if you guys get in that description, the description has everything that you might want or need if you want to get in touch with him or with me about something that you want to see or do. So, you know, that's it. That's it. That was episode 69. And that's a very sensual episode number. If you're inclined to fillate and what is the other kind of ling, you know what I'm saying? Fuck. Fuck. We almost did it. We almost did it. We almost got away without uh, making a dick joke, but we did. We did it. So, you know what? That's what just, that's just where we're at. You know, that's just where we're at and we're going to love it and appreciate it for what it is. Thank you guys for being a part of it. hope you stuck around for that dick joke and... I'll see you on the next one. Peace.